Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Don't you just love it when a team embodies the city they play in? And nobody does that more than the Phillies. This John is an off-the-rails septum making rolling stops in every Wawa, blaring, move closer to your world, my friend. Anybody? No, you guys are, you guys got to get better. Tony said John. Also, is it possible for the play wristband of Russell Wilson to be too much? It's the fewest production of points per play on a band ever. Let's go around the horn. That's a whole, that's an around the horn stat pack. It is. And we're wondering why Russell Wilson needs a monocle when he gets into the huddle. It's like he's got a, he's got a microscope. There are no rules with this Phillies team. And even if there were, they, would they read them? No, they wouldn't read rules. <laughs> Toying with Atlanta. Crushing Atlanta. Castellanos, the merchant of bad news for somebody. And that somebody was Atlanta in this series. Back-to-back multi-home run games. Googling Atlanta. The pitching on point all series, which is a plus for Phillies. And once again, to the LCS they go with that brazen stratospheric confidence that every Philadelphian carries themselves with. And look at the shirt. Ward in the sanctuary. They will not stop stepping on this Atlanta team. I guarantee you that. Pablo Torre around the horn to you. This run, this team, this John, those Phillies. Yeah, Tony, these are the best vibes in the baseball playoffs by far. And you could start with the statistics, the idea that the Atlanta Braves had one of the best offenses in the history of this sport. And that, of course, here come the Phillies scoring twice as many runs, three times as many home runs, making on the part of their pitching staff a clear statement, on the part of their offense, a clear insult, right? Like they are the team that can have fun in all of the ways that the Braves were too uptight to enjoy, like they're trying to shut down clubhouses across the sport in Atlanta. In the Phillies, in the Phillies clubhouse, they're laughing at everybody. And in, and in the city of Philadelphia, they are dancing on their own. They are dancing to Robin. They are having so much fun. And so the stats are there, but it's the vibes, Tony, that are unimpeachable. Today. Justin Tinsley, what are you seeing from this Phillies team? With all due respect to the players, Tony, this is honestly about the fans. Really? Like, okay. did, you hear, did you hear them in there last night? No. It sounded That's like deleted cool. scenes from the movie 300 last night. That's how loud the roars were. There is a fearlessness <laughs> that injects into this team, and, and that is an advantage that only they have with respect to the Diamondbacks, the Rangers, and the Astros. This is a Philly thing, and honestly, man, when I was coming here today, I was listening to one of my all-time favorite albums by Beanie Siegel, Philly Legends, called The Reason. It's gritty. It's grimy. It's explicit. It's stick-your-chest-out music. Those are those fans, the Broad Street bullies. They got in Atlanta's head. They took that Bryce Harper trash talk personally. And look, if they can win eight more games, if they win the World Series, the fans are a huge reason why that happens. Tim Kalisha, what are you seeing from this Phillies team? You know, as, as strange as it seems, as much as they love their Eagles, as much as they embrace the Flyers, who really haven't done anything 
big since the 70s. That is a baseball town. It is a strong baseball town. And, and the Phillies haven't done a ton themselves. But anytime they're good, anytime they're close, that noise, that vibe, as Pablo said, I think it's legit. We, we hear a lot about teams that think they have the noisiest arena, the noisiest fans. And some of those come off a little hollow once you go there. Philly's different. Philly's got its own weather for baseball, which is going to be a factor for Arizona and maybe uh, one of the Texas teams if, mm. Philly, if the Phillies keep moving along. So, uh, yeah, I, I think all of that is legit. Harper's stare is legit. This is a difficult team to play right now. Ed Lindsay theory. Are the Phillies the most dangerous and now the favorite to win the World Series? Tony, check the tape. Told you a week yeah, ago. Yeah, you got that one right. You got happen. that one right. <laughs> I, co I covered the Eagles a week ago, and there was a lack of buzz. I said, what's going on in Philadelphia? Hello, the Phillies. That place last night watching that was electric. It You wanted, as a fan, to just be drawn in. And honestly, as someone impartial, impartial you just want to cheer for this Phillies team because everything about them is exciting. Nine home runs in the last two games. That's tied for the most in that span in MLB postseason season history so this team exciting Bryce Harper is electric and you just want to get behind them I'm sensing an evolution of thought here which I appreciate because I've been muting panelists on this show for decades now because we've been on for so long when they insult Philly fans all because of some hopped up Santa Claus line that's just a joke at this point and nobody <laughs> remembers and nobody even really does the fact checking on it recognizing now what type of fan the Philadelphia fan is on the other side of the field last night, though, Atlanta. The crushing disappointment. Let's go. Again, at the hands of their division rival. Another 100-win team in baseball out. You could take a shot at the format in the league if you want, but more MVP candidates doing nothing in the postseason. This wasn't just format. This was the Attaboy series. Even during the game last night, Atlanta <laughs> players could be seen not handling the heat from Phillies fans about it all well. Strider, who's now lost three games in two postseasons to Philadelphia, says don't blame the format. But manager Brian Snicker said, I told them they have nothing to hang their heads about. Tim, is this really a nothing to hang your heads about elimination here for Atlanta? No, I don't think it is. And, and we've talked about this. and We talked about it with Giannis and how the Bucks are supposed to feel when they don't win a title. And, and mm. you don't have to mourn for three months when you don't come through. But at the same time, when you're the Braves, and you were much better than the Phillies last year and much better than the Phillies in the regular season this year. And you had an offense unlike any other in baseball, leading at home runs, leading in everything, averaging four extra base hits a game. They had four extra base hits in four games against the Phillies. All those bats went silent. And when that happens, yeah, you do need to hang your head for a little while. Lindsay Theory. Tony, this isn't Little League. In the immediate aftermath of a loss like that, you can't, you can't say that there's nothing to hang your head about because your goal is to win championships. That's the only reason why you play baseball, any professional sport. This team becomes the first in MLB history to win 100 games in back-to-back -back seasons and lose to the same team in the postseason, at least in the immediate aftermath. You have to be disappointed. You have to express disappointment in how you guys perform. Maybe a week later you look back and say, oh, it was actually okay. But uh, ask the 2001 Mariners, who remembers having a great season and not winning a title. Mm. Pablo Torre. But that's the thing is that the truth of it 
is not something anybody wants to hear, not even the team that lost, I think, because it's an indictment of the game you're playing. The indictment is what we're doing now is not the sport you know for 162 games. That's why the Mariners of 01, to Lindsay's point, are in the dustbin, and that's why right now these Braves need to hang their heads. The reality, though, is, Tony, the truth of it is, this is what Snicker could say, look, there are no upsets in the baseball playoffs. That's what Joe Sheehan, the very smart baseball writer, says. Everyone can get it. It doesn't matter if you're the greatest team of all time. So you're time. putting Everybody this on the format that baseball has the po- elected to go to, and I now mean, we're hearing the commissioner say yeah, we're going to stick yes. with it. But all these 101 lost teams, 100 win teams, losing here, you're putting this on the format. Tony, 162 to 5 to 7, the math is so obvious. It's just... It's just what we've opted into, and so you can't complain about it once you're in. Justin Tinsley, can you? Can you complain? You can't complain, but nobody wants to hear you complain. <laughs> when you have back-to-back 100-win seasons and you lose in the division round in back-to-back years, oh, yeah, to a divisional opponent, opponent? Yes, that's disappointing. Matt Olson led the entire league in home runs and RBIs. Didn't have a single one of those in this series. Ronald Acuna, the MVP frontrunner in the National League, Went hitless three out of the four games. MVP, in this case, stands for must vacate playoffs. That's disappointing. And you know what? You got to watch a divisional opponent potentially win the World Series. Ooh, that's going to be a cold winter. Spring training is a long time away. But, Justin, you're pulling back on me. When we sat down, you were going all in on this team because of how Philadelphia got in their heads. The whole attaboy uh, clubhouse. They, they opened that can of worms. Yeah. They, they did that to themselves. The second. Right. We showed you that photo of Arcia on the bench, turning around and looking at Philly fans. The second you saw him do that, you knew this was not going to end well for Atlanta. <laughs> All right, we've been horned. Don't bark up that tree. We're going to talk football now. KC 19, Broncos 8. Offensive molasses last night. Again, look at the play wristband for Russell Wilson. All that for under 100 yards passing. Two picks. And how many batted balls at the line? Manu Bowl playing defensive line for KC? What's going on here? Kansas City needed Bucker to go off, kicking 60 yarders and, and the such, to secure the win. They only had one touchdown on Denver's D, the D that led up 70 to Miami a few weeks ago. So, Lindsay, let me ask you this. Is Kansas City all good on offense right now? Tony, you're going after Russell Wilson's wristband. That's low-hanging fruit. All right, what? the Chiefs offense. <laughs> it's a Thursday night game, so let's just take that into consideration. Thursdays are always a little bit wonky, and I didn't think this would come out of my mouth, but I am concerned about this offense despite it being led by Patrick Mahomes. We've seen more of Taylor Swift than we have of the Chiefs receivers, particularly of concern. Uh, Kadarius Tony, Marquez Valdez-Scanling. Uh, this, t- this offense is not getting into the end zone. They rank 17th in red zone touchdown percentage 54% of the time. And what's really concerning is coming up on their schedule is the Los Angeles Chargers, who actually are outscoring the Chiefs. They rank 5th. The Chargers do 27.5 points per game. So this Chiefs defense is really carrying and their offense has to figure it out. They have to figure out how to get more guys involved. It can't just be Patrick Mahomes. Well, you think it's a go to the the chalkboard or, or the tablet and figure it out and not make a move at the trade deadline in two weeks? Making a move would be the most sound decision, but it's also like, who are they going to go out there and find? They do need to definitely scan the market, make some phone calls, see who is available, and see what can happen. Because right now, I don't think if you're looking at Patrick Mahomes, there's a lot of trust in his current receiver. Pablo Torre, you see that KC offense operate last night? What you, what you think? Yeah, not, not so worried. Not as worried as Lindsey. Um, I am more worried about the fact that Russell Wilson seems to be like... It's like when you do your taxes on an iPhone... 
Like, no, like it's way too small, man. Like, this cannot possibly be something that you're comprehending. And meanwhile, on the other side of things, the good news for the Chiefs is that their defense looks great. They're five and one, and I know we're looking, we're looking beneath the win-loss record, of course, but the Chiefs' defense is what I'm worried about. I am not concerned yeah. about a healthy Patrick Mahomes and a healthy Travis Kelsey who looks healthier now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy if I'm Andy Reid right Justin now. Justin Tinsley opening up the hood on that offense. What do you see? I'm putting the Chiefs on the clock. 18 days. You just mentioned it. Okay. 18 days is the trade deadline. They need to make a move for a wide receiver. Maybe call the Broncos about Jerry Judy. Sure, I'm sure Steve Steve Smith would agree with that. After those comments last night, but they need somebody to stretch the field. It cannot be Travis Kelsey and a bunch of guys out there. They need a wide receiver and they need one quick. There is a small downside to winning a Super Bowl after you've lost Tyreek Hill and didn't replace him. You suddenly think we don't need to do that at wide receiver. We can devote all our assets elsewhere. But it's very hard. It puts way too much, even on Kelsey. Greatest tight end ever. Can he do this for 17 games and then playoffs? I, I don't know. That's, that's putting a lot on, on him and Mahomes. They can trade for a receiver. I think they will. Mike Evans is a name that's out there, but Tampa started out a lot hotter than a lot of people thought, right? A 3-1, and one, a big game for them this weekend. So maybe he's not available. Maybe Tampa holds on to him. We'll see. Taking a break here, buy or sell on the other side. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. Number eight, Oregon. At number seven, Washington. This is the first time in this rivalry they've met while they're both in the top ten. Doesn't that shock you? Lindsay Theory, I go to you. You're buying national title implications, Heisman implications between Penix and Knicks. Could this be an elimination game for the loser? Buying that it's a national title, buying that it's a Heisman, buying that, yes, big implication. But let's go on Michael Penix because this is his big opportunity, not shrouded in that late night schedule. He has a chance to show the entire country in the daytime what he's about. He's number one in passing yards per game, number one in total offense, and number one in yards per attempt. So this is a big opportunity for him to show everyone across the country when the light's still out what he's mm. all about. 
Well, you touted your baseball picks earlier in the show. The football picks have gone a little differently for you, Lindsay. You want to make a pick in this game, please? University of Washington, UW, that O still means zero national championships. And I can't go with the Ducks. Tim how about you? <laughs> mm. I'm going to buy that this is a great, this Heisman race is a great send-off for the Pac-12. You got three Pac-12 quarterbacks. Who do you like? The Auburn transfer, the Indiana transfer. All right, you've got jokes. You've got jokes. In this case, I like the Indiana transfer. I like Washington. I think Oregon's rushing stats, a little fraudulent with their strength of schedule. Give me the Heisman. Justin Sinsley. Three games of over 400 passing yards already. That's most in the FBS. 35 completions of over 20 yards. That's second in the FBS. Michael Penix Jr. is great. And as Lindsey was saying, this is really his first opportunity to showcase to the entire country. This guy is a, a top five draft pick, probably. So, yes, this is national championship implications. This is Heisman front runner implications. And I think he shows out on Saturday. Pablo Torre. But to Tim's point, right, the top 20 teams in the country, seven are from the Pac-12. That's a pretty good conference, turns out. They should do something about that. <laughs> but in terms of the Bo Nix of this, Tony, I want, to, I want to shine the spotlight on him because he has a bit of the Steph Curry problem here. When Steph and the Warriors are winning all these games, Steph wasn't playing fourth quarters. Yeah. So true is Bo Nix. Only 14 passes attempted in the last 15 minutes through five games. That's why his stats are nearly as good because – his team, Oregon, has been blowing people out. Okay, well, are you going to be the one person to go with the Ducks in this matchup? I will say that the Penix is not mightier in this case. Yes, absolutely. Oh, no, no, okay, no. Yeah, okay. Not, uh, that, somehow Woody Page got into your body just for a second <laughs> to deliver that line. You know. I like the pop. We'll move uh, uh, to Colorado Stanford. That game is tonight. Mm. It's 8 o'clock local, 10 p.m. Eastern. Stupidest thing ever invented in life. That's a quote from Deion Sanders about the game time. Again, 8 o'clock local is the stupidest thing ever invented in life, Tim? No, the stupidest thing ever invented was the college all-star game they used to play in football a little before these panelists' time when the NFL champion would play college all-stars. And in the 50s, they played by college <laughs> rules, which meant the NFL team had to play single Yo. platoon. They couldn't, they couldn't substitute on defense. Uh, Big problem. Okay, I'll take your word for that about this that said, third time. That said, Dion's wrong. This is great. There's nothing else going on. There's no baseball tonight. There'll be 10 million people watching Colorado Stanford. What's happening? Justin Tinsey, stupidest thing ever. Look, traffic circles, mosquitoes, late college football games, <laughs> all in the college football playoffs, okay. the okay. stupidest things ever invented. But he had a quote in that interview that really resonated with me. He said, what are we supposed to do with these kids until 8 o'clock? This has been a season full of quotables for, uh, for Dion. But as a father of a nine-month-old, I often, too, find, um, find myself asking that same question. What the hell am I supposed to do until 7.30? Because this little guy has too much energy okay. for me. So I, I loved it. Pablo Torre. I think Dion is obviously wrong. The stupidest thing ever invented in life is the non-Japanese toilet, because we're barbarians, it turns out. <laughs> but I would say that he's not so far off because another, maybe the second stupidest thing ever invented in life, is in fact daylight savings. Like, time zones don't actually make sense, daylight savings specifically. I'm going to walk outside here today, and I don't even know if the sun's going to be out. So he's not totally off, but yeah, there are stupid things. Stupidest thing ever. It's the crack between your driver's seat and the center console. What the down there? Okay, but this, this physical motion second, yeah. I can attest as someone who lives in Los Angeles, traveling to the East Coast a lot, you guys, I cannot stay up for 10 o'clock 
kickoff. That is wild. Uh, Deion Sanders, welcome to the Pac-12. Welcome to the fight that has been. Welcome. Thank you, Larry Scott, once again for everything you did to the conference. You left them with a whole lot of rubble. You got Colorado or Stanford, Pablo? I got Colorado. From Kalisha? Buffs, you know that. Finn? The fighting Dion. Lindsay. Colorado. Taking a break. Theory. Tinsley. Showdown next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Around the Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Some high-end theory and some low-end theory. Lindsay and Justin in Showdown, good luck. Rangers, Astros, game one Sunday. We know Verlander on the mound for Houston. Is it Montgomery? Is it Yovaldi? Is it Max Scherzer? Bruce Bochy says he's encouraged by the progress in the shoulder of Scherzer. How should Bochy play this? Can you trust it could be healthy Scherzer, Lindsay? This is a tough one. The Rangers are on a roll. They've won all five of their postseason games, sweeping both series. Can you trust Scherzer? Well, you sure traded for him. You exercised his 2024 option. If you can't trust him now, when can you trust him? So you got to go. This is why you traded for him, Tony. This is why you traded for him. Look, I don't need you to be the ace. I just need you to get five solid innings and give it to the bullpen, which has been pretty damn good this postseason. I think you got to give it a shot. When we talk about predictions on this show, we often give mutes. The day of those trades for Scherzer Montgomery, Justin, you said Jordan Montgomery, who's been an ace for Texas this year, would pay dividends. You're getting the bonus now. Long live Jordan. Lindsay, you weren't even on the show at this point. Tough tough for me to to make it a ruling there. But here we go to showdown two, how West Virginia took the lead on Houston in the final minute last night. This is with the game on the line on fourth down. And you thought it was the end of the game, but how Houston took it back in the final seconds of Hail Mary. Justin, did Houston win it? West Virginia blow it, but not batting it down. Houston definitely won it. One of the bedrock rules of this fine company, ESPN, said by Tom Jackson on a Hail Mary, you knock, knock it, down. it down. Knock it down. Yes, <laughs> Lindsay. West Virginia lost it. Knock it down. That's all you have to do. Knock it down. Justin Tinsley, 30 seconds of fair stuff. I want to take some time to shout out Bowie State University and Morgan State University. 
Uh, recently, some a spread of violence uh, overtook the Morgan State University campus, and they weren't allowed to have their homecoming, which is a heartbreaking gesture if you're a student. Bowie State opened their campus up, their homecoming up to Morgan State University. I saw the clips on Instagram, and I thought it was a beautiful display of HBCU unity. So shout out to Bowie State and all of the Morgan State. Mm. Well done, Justin. And Hampton having their homecoming in a couple weeks. Be there in two weeks, baby. We be, we'll be there. 58th this Hampton, year, right? Real 58th H-U. over oh, hour. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, no, it stays in our gym. It stays in Holland Hall for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they say, all right, that's going to do it, folks. You know it's a 71 and a half hour break. <laughs> we'll see you Monday around the horn. <laughs>